Hi, and welcome to the Fem Factor podcast. We are your co-hosts, Dr. Laura and Dr. Nicole. This is a place for women just like you desiring to learn, be inspired, and find community. We'll be discussing everything from health, longevity, and aging, to mindset, high performance, and cycle syncing, to intuition and healing physically, emotionally, and spiritually. All from a lens that is based both upon the latest health research and feminine energetics. Blending equal parts scientific evidence and inner wisdom, we invite you to elevate your biology, empower your intuition, and embody your magic. Jess Bergio is a self-proclaimed hype girl whose passion is helping you build the confidence to chase your dreams. She's a former beauty entrepreneur of 22 years and is now the founder and host of her own highly rated podcast show, Unscripted. Additionally, Jess is an author, a podcast mentor, a speaker, and a mama, helping female entrepreneurs connect their voice to their brand through podcasting. She and her partner co-own Media Unscripted, which is a full-service podcast management agency, helping you strategically connect your voice to your brand to amplify your business. Welcome back to another episode of the Femme Factor podcast. And on today's show, Nicole and I are so happy to welcome Jessica Bergio, the voice expander, host of the Unscripted podcast. And it is going to be a great conversation. Jess, we are so glad you're joining us on the show today. Thanks for coming on. So excited. I love having powerful conversations with women about all the things. Yeah, Nicole was mentioning right before we hopped on, she was stalking you on Instagram and you have this great post pinned to the top where it's like, excuse me, due to personal reasons, I'll be turning things up a fucking notch. And Nicole's like, oh, she's going to be great. <laughs> it's so nice to be appreciated for just owning who I am. And that that took a lot of years. So thank you for acknowledging that. And I did pin it to the top of the page because... I think we, as women, especially are so inclined to play small and to not say things like that, like watch out for me. Like we're, we're not taught to toot our own horn. And so I, I thought that just deserved a place at the top of my page. So if you come to my page, then you know who the fuck you're going to get. That's kind of like, it's one of those things. Yeah. It was fantastic. I was like, this is my girl. Let's be best friends. Um, so tell us a little bit about your story because you said it took you a few years to get to this point. So I'm wondering, does that mean like when you were young, you weren't able to, you know, share your voice or maybe was there a catalyst for it or yeah, we just want to know about your story and how you became the voice expander. Well, I recently just call, started calling myself that maybe about five minutes ago. And I love that you two have embraced that as like, <clears throat> this is why you keep strong women around you. They weren't like, that's weird. Like, why, why are you calling yourself that? You're like, should we introduce you as that? I was like, yes, we should. And you guys are getting me fresh off an eight and a half hour breakthrough day session with my spiritual teacher that I just had yesterday. She actually suggested that I take today off to integrate. And I'm like, this is what I call integrating, taking action and getting a chance to put my, my thoughts into words, which is what I love to do, which is why I have a podcast called unscripted. It was once called something else. We can chat about that later, but I, I connect to being called a voice expander because looking back, yes, 
I wasn't always allowed to use my voice. And when I did at times speak my mind or say how I felt or was maybe a little bit louder or boisterous more than others, I was told to be quiet and to, you know, play small. I came from the era of children should be seen, not heard. And my mom always told me I was like the little kid that it was like someone put a quarter in me. I would just turn on and I love to entertain and dance and sing and just get attention, I guess, probably because I was being ignored. So it was said to me in kind of a negative way. Like you're always trying to get attention. What the, well, that's what we're doing on social media now. Hello, let's just fast forward 42 years of my life. And now I'm like forcing myself to show up on social media to get the attention of my ideal client or my ideal next best friend. I don't know my ideal listener on the show. So it's crazy. My story is wild and it wasn't really until these last couple of weeks and really a lot came through yesterday. So thank you for holding the space for me to get to share this stuff for the first time. Um, God, you guys, I always try to get my guests to say like, this is the first time I'm sharing this. So um, you guys are getting this hot off the feels because I didn't realize that I was being shoved in a box my whole life. I didn't realize that I was being told to play small because they weren't, they weren't being said that way. It was be quiet. Don't, don't, shine too bright. You'll make other people feel bad. Don't brag about winning when you are the only girl on the swim team and you're kicking all the boys butts. Like, don't make it a big deal. It started at a very young age because I was an only child for a really long time to a teenage mom who was never home. So like I had to go figure it out. And then when I was really young, my mom remarried, I was probably like five or six. And in his culture, girls didn't have a lot of, you know, opportunity. It was, we didn't get to do sleepovers. I, I didn't get to really be a kid. And my mom worked a ton and I was with this person for the first couple of years of my life. And, you know, again, didn't realize I was any different than anybody else, but it played a huge role in my adult life and the way I showed up and the way I really did play small for so many years. And it wasn't until I realized in certain ways that I was doing it. Um, I always thought it was me being selfless of like, no, you go, no, I'll help you do it. Like I was always the hype girl. And I still call myself that because I take a lot of pride in being somebody people can come to when they want to be inspired or they want to feel motivated or they want to look to be like, oh, well, there's Jesse at the gym again. I better go. So there's ways I found to use what kind of felt like a box as a place to expand and to also bring people with me or to quote unquote, like build a bigger table. So there was more room for all of us, you know, I'm using air quotes, who were told to be quiet or to play small. And I even wrote a book about, you know, it was called The Art of Unbecoming Who They Told You to Be because I felt so strongly about we are born into situations or we are told to be a certain way based off of religion or our upbringing or circumstances or whatever it what might look like. And we try to conform to that. That's why so many people have these quote unquote midlife crisis because they were pretending to be somebody they weren't. They never were given an opportunity to discover who they were or to, what do you really believe? What do you really want? How do you really feel in this situation? And I've had a lot of conversations really recently with my mom around feelings and it came from her not being allowed to express her feelings, which then dripped over into me not really being able to express my feelings. And as a kid who can't express their feelings, that's challenging. And so now, you know, in hindsight, it's all starting to make sense. But I I really probably even a couple of weeks ago couldn't explain to you how I ended up where I'm at now. And I do think having this opportunity with a podcast, which came to be because of COVID, 
Um, I had a beautiful salon that I had just opened six months prior and then we were shut down and I had been wanting to put my voice out there, but one, I hated the sound of my own voice. Two, I was so concerned about what I was going to say to people. Would it resonate? Would I be too much? Would I be too loud? Could I be myself? You know, I do like to use swear words sometimes. And would anybody listen? All the self-limiting beliefs and the doubts and all the, all the normal stuff that comes when you're new at something, right? You don't have any proof that it's going to work. And most women, we want to like know the plan. We want to know the ROI, the guarantee, like all the things like, oh yeah, I'll do that if I know that. X, Y, Z will happen. And that's how I live my life. I live my life based on like what other people were wanting for me or what other people thought I should be doing. And it was like that outside validation that really kept me playing small. But as a hairdresser for 22 years, um, I really had to learn the art of communication with my clients. I had to learn to really listen to what they were saying, you know, and I had to be discerning to then do I do what they say or do I give my suggestion or like, how do I, how do I make this a really, you know, beautiful relationship where they're getting what they want. I'm giving what I can like. And so, you know, I always realized like I was a pretty good hairdresser, but it was the connection piece that people were coming back to me for. It was the experience, the energy, the, that, that transaction that shifted in there for them. They came in, obviously they left looking a lot better, but they also left feeling better either about themselves. So they had time to process whatever it was. Like if anyone listening has ever had like a loyal relationship with their hairdresser, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, it's just like the art of someone touching you, even just that space. You're so, so close to somebody. And, um, I was able to leverage that skill set that I didn't really give myself credit for into the space of podcasting and 22 years of asking questions. No wonder I'm a pretty decent interviewer for podcasting. I was terrible in the beginning though, because I didn't see that strength yet. I didn't see that skill set that I could just lean on naturally. I thought I had to be scripted. I thought I had to ask specific questions. I thought I had to have the podcast open just like my mentors. I thought I had to have a tagline like my mentor. I thought I had, you know, all the things. And while I think outside proof of like what's working, quote unquote, like market research or whatever is good, but at a certain level, we have to get discerning around like how we want to show up in the world and how we're going to be uniquely a little bit different. It's not about trying to be unique. It's about listening to our own intuitive voice. That's usually already telling us what we need to be doing or saying or sharing and knowing that it's always going to evolve and change. And so even when I started that very first podcast, the, the first few episodes of the podcast, I was speaking to an upset, frustrated, angry industry that was closed. We weren't allowed to work. We didn't know when our next paycheck was coming. We didn't know if we were going to be allowed to work ever again. And so the pain of, you know, not having anyone to talk to or share this experience with pushed me to start the podcast that I had been wanting already to start for two years. I have a microphone in the back of my office that sat there. I still don't know how to use that one. Um, but I finally got to the point where I was sick and tired of not having these conversations. And at the end of the day, in that same time frame, I had created a course called the six figure stylist course that I thought I should copy what everyone else was doing for courses. Really what it boiled all the way down to was creating boundaries in your life, creating rituals in your life, creating habits in your life to support the future version of where you want to go. And so the podcast started speaking to the industry called the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. And then after about a year or so of 
podcasting, I felt very stagnant and stuck and a lot of resistance coming up. And I was like, oh, see, you, you, you don't have it. You don't have what it takes to create long, long-term, you know, success with this podcast. You're trying to cute quit. And I was like, no, I think I either need to start a whole new one with the version of me now, or we just need to rebrand it. And so luckily I found somebody that was like, just rebrand it. You can, you can change the name. It's your show. You can do whatever you want with it. And I was like, oh, well, that's, that's empowering. Cool. Let's change the name. And so, you know, all of a sudden I got this intuitive download. Like, I just want the show to be unscripted. And she was like, that's a great name. I'm like, perfect done. <laughs> that's how the name change shifted. And it was from that point and, and the rebrand that I really started to be able to connect my voice to my brand and to create a brand through my own unique experiences. And I get to share that with my guests and they get to do the same, but really I fell in love with the art of podcasting. I fell in love with the fact that I found my voice through podcasting again. And I got so passionate about it that I started to reach out to higher level that people who had been in the industry a long time podcasting asking like, Hey, can podcasting be like a real career? Can, can you make, you know, multiple six figures from a podcast? And they're like, yeah, I am. You totally can. I've been making six figures with my podcast for this long. So I went out and I asked the right people to say yes to the question I already knew the answer to. I didn't go ask people who hadn't created that level of success, right? I asked the right people because I wanted to hear that it was possible on such a like, of course it is level. And from there, I just have kept going and kept going and kept going. And we're only really at like episode 225 or 27 or something now, but What I've learned from starting the podcast is there are so many of us who haven't connected to our real voice yet. We're still speaking a language that was taught to us and we're still not fully connected. Therefore, we're not fully confident. We've not fully expanded. Like it's, it's, it creates a ripple effect that if you're listening, you're probably nodding being like, I I get that she can't even get the words out right now because I understand what she's trying to say. And Breathwork has really helped me expand into that space too. And I've been, you know, a certified breathwork instructor for a couple of years. And I've, I felt scared to step into that space. You know, it seems like I keep choosing these quote unquote, not real careers, right? I'm a hairdresser first. That's what, you know, people who don't know what else to do, do. And then I become a podcaster and then a breathwork. I'm like, can she get a real job? So even I still have those stories, which we all know are not true. And, you know, I still have to reframe and I still have to like have a conversation with my subconscious that's like trying to talk me out of things and convince me that there's something else I'm supposed to be doing. But that's long story long. So once I had that proof that I could make my podcast what I wanted, I said, oh my gosh, so many other women could do the same thing. And I wonder if they know, maybe I should tell them, maybe I should tell them all. And so I went to uh, a friend of mine who's a digital marketing um, kind of guru, and she was a master VA for a really long time who worked with me and did a lot of my podcast stuff. And I said, I think we need to start a podcast agency. And she's like, oh, you mean, you want me to work for you? And I said, no, 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 we're going to be partners. I know what you know, and I know I don't know any of that. And I know what I know and all the network I've built. I think the two of us were both projectors, but very different could create something really magical and hold a lot of space for people to look at us and say, I've wanted to start a podcast for a really long time. And I know those two can really help me. And the experience they're going to have in starting the podcast will be so incredible and hopefully, you know, enjoyable that they won't have the same stories as a lot of people. Like I didn't know what I was doing when I started and I couldn't figure it out. And that's what kept me stuck for so long. So 
that's where a lot of the passion is right now. And I feel very purposeful in helping people do that. But I will say one more thing before I, I talk for an hour is there was another voice that popped up when I thought about starting the agency. And it was, is this really your passion? Is this what you're put here to do? Is this your purpose, right? The whole Oprah, what's your purpose? What's your passion in life? And I thought, you're so multi-passionate. You're never going to be able to pick one thing. Like you're not that person. You're not this end all be all. One thing is going to be the, the thing. And I think that was once again, something that was brainwashed in me thinking that one day I would figure out what my purpose in life was supposed to be. And so I reframe that question to anybody who I get to have this conversation with. I'm like, can you be purposeful or passionate about what you're currently doing so much so that it feels like the thing you're meant to be doing right now? It doesn't mean it will be the end all be all, but it'll take you to the next thing. So yeah, I, I feel really fortunate that um, we started the agency and we, we've brought in like eight clients already and helped like three of them already launch their show. And a couple of them are due to come out this month. And it's just, it's really exciting to be a part of someone else's exciting process. So many good gems in there, but I really want to say first, like, congratulations and thanks for feeling safe enough on this show to like integrate what you had from this session. Cause we've both been there and we like, before we got on, you were saying that your mentor said you should take tomorrow off to like fully integrate. And you're like, Nope, going to go use my voice. This is how I do it. Um, because I'm sure Nicole would agree. Like we can hear the energy and the breakthroughs coming through in the way you're talking. I'm sure everybody listening can as well. And we, we stand a, a passionate woman talking about what she loves. So kudos to you for, you know, coming to all these realizations. And I see you showing up in your purpose day in and day out on social media in real life. So just a moment of congratulations for you. So receive that. Um, sidebar, I also love that your business partner and you are the same human design. Uh, Nicole and I are also the same human design. We are two many gens. Um, there's something really cool about working in conjunction with someone who's designed in a similar way like that. Um, and I know for us, it's been really fun podcasting. I, I'm nodding along as you're talking about your experience because I, again, not to speak for you, Nicole, but like it, it has given us more confidence in our own voice. <laughs> Thank you. It's allowed us to have these conversations that we were having like privately with each other. And we're like, wait, why are we not having them out in the open with other people who, who need to hear this and allowing us to get more confident in voicing our thoughts, our opinions, our feelings, our experiences about things along the way, because you know, our background is obviously we're both coming from health and medical backgrounds. Like especially women in those fields, like you got to kind of play the game if you want to get to a certain success level. And that game often looks like being quiet, saying things a certain way, not necessarily voicing things the way you want to. So, you know, for me, and I'm sure for Nicole too, like, like you said, getting into these places where you're using your voice, like the the science nerd in me is like, oh, of course, here we are, like flexing our vagus nerves. Like, of course, this is making us feel better, like nervous system regulation and action. But it really is, it's it's allowing us to kind of get our messages out. So I love that now you're doing that, not just for yourself, but also for other women who are getting their voices out, out into the world. Like what a cool little journey that that you've been on that's brought you to where you are. Yeah, I know. It's It's been really special. And I, you know, somebody said something to me the other day, one of my one-on-one -on -one clients, and she was like, I just, I'm so drawn to you because I can just see your throat chakra is like wide open. And I was like, oh yeah, no, it is. <laughs> it's super open, but it wasn't always like, 
I, I was just always taught to, you know, you talk kind of loud, you talk too much, you know, and I'm like, now I have a podcast. Like, that's what I, you're supposed to do is, you know, <laughs> you don't want to sound like this all the time because then nobody would listen to your show. But, you know, it's all the things that I was kind of shunned for when I was growing up. And and it is true. It's, it's one of those, you know, platforms, podcasting. Uh, that I say to people, I know you're having awesome conversations with your girlfriends. I'm sure now we all know podcasts exist. Like you, you are thinking, and I have friends, if they ever get to hear this episode that have said so many times, like so-and-so and I have the best conversations about dating or the best conversations about, you know, shows or whatever that they're obsessed with. And I'm like, you should just hit record. It doesn't have to look a specific way. It doesn't have to be perfectly polished. It can be just audio. It can be whatever you want it to be. But somewhere they have a story that it has to be a certain way. That's why they haven't started it yet. And I think more of us are scared, not necessarily of the work, but of just kind of the valid, like, are we going to get the validation and feedback that we're hoping to get? And, you know, Lindsay, one of our mentors says things so beautifully, like you can't look at that. You have to come from a place of, you know, it being of service to you and, that's what I learned through my podcast was how to better communicate, how to clearly, you know, create content that people want from me. And there was a time where when I would turn on, you know, stories on my phone, I didn't, I couldn't get the things out of my brain. I couldn't like express what I was trying to say in a way that landed or made sense or wasn't 25 story tiles that nobody was listening to. And so it's helped me in so many other ways show up. So I I knew I know who I am now and I know how to articulate that because I do think more women than they give themselves credit for know who they are, what they stand for, what their values are, their missions, who they might want to help, uh, what the real impact they're supposed to do in life is, but they don't know how to articulate it or they're too scared to say it out loud or they've never even said it out loud. So therefore they don't turn the camera on. They don't use the little stage in their pocket like Jen Gottlieb said, our phone to start to speak their message. It doesn't have to be a podcast, but how many of you listening right now are hiding? And we had somebody at powerhouse say that it was Amy Porterfield talked about where are you hiding in your life? And it can be, that can, that can go in any way it, at work, at home with who you really are, what you really want to be doing, you know, all the way to like how your haircut is to how you're showing up, what clothes you wear. I mean, it can, it can literally come in any form or fashion. And so many of us mute ourselves down to fit into what we think people want from us. And I tell the story too, that if I never changed or moved away from the beauty industry, my over 200 roster of clients would be very happy. They were all very disappointed. <laughs> they were very disappointed in me, not to say that they couldn't then go find a better hairdresser, but I get it. It's hard to find reliable people. It's hard to find people that you just fully trust. And, you know, that a lot of them were with me 15, 20 years. They don't know anybody else. They come in, they don't even have to tell me what they want. And so it was very hard to leave something that was working for so many others, right? That validation was real and palpable and something that I struggle to disconnect from when I'm now creating new things is thinking, how will this be received, you know, and looking to see what other people are doing versus just intuitively doing what I feel called to do. Oh, so many things I want to bring up. I probably won't have time for all of them, but <laughs> I, first of all, I think that you talked about, um, you know, changing the name of your podcast and now like you've changed careers and just that permission to change, because I think so many of us feel like 
we've trained so long in a certain field or we've done this type of work forever and we're really good at it too, just like you, right? Clients for 20 years. Who am I to change? Like, this is going really good. And yet there's this calling to great or extraordinary. And so many of us, myself included, for a long time, ignore that because it's like, who do you think you are to even want that much more? Because what you have right now is good and you should be happy for that, right? And we get this kind of either direct input from others saying that or indirect just from being in society. And so I feel like, thank you for sharing that story because it gives others permission to see that you can change. And the other thing that really struck me was permission to disappoint others in order to pursue your dreams and your higher calling. Because I think so many women, they have the dreams, they have the visions, and then they sit back and look at who is going to be disappointed because of that. Not even someone who might be angry or cut you off or call you like crazy for doing it, just like a bit heartbroken and a bit disappointed, whether it's clients or family or whoever. And yet that happens a lot of times, like there's no getting around it that we are going to disappoint someone. Mm -hmm. Why are we always willing to disappoint ourselves almost 100% of the time? And so thank you for talking about, like you did probably disappoint a lot of your clients, although now I'm sure they're listeners and love listening to you. But um, that that was just a huge thing that stuck out to me. And then this whole story of being told or indirectly or directly again, like play small, be quiet. Um, I had that also, both from growing up in a very religiously conservative family, as well as culturally conservative family. And like girls were not supposed to be anything pretty much except for like wives and mothers. And I remember my, I'd get in trouble because my report card would be like too bossy talks too much. You know, I always had sore throats when I was little. I didn't know anything about chakras then, even into my twenties and thirties or like this, like scratchy throat, sore throat, if I ever got sick or just constantly clearing my throat, <clears throat> you know, and neck aches. And then it was so much because I was not speaking my voice. My body was just like, get this shit out. You know? And so it's so exciting to like be able to talk about these things and to have this discussion, this discourse, that if you're feeling this way, like there are places you can go, there are communities you can find or create where you can talk about this and no one's going to say, what do you mean you just changed your title to voice expander? Who are you? You know, no, go for it. Fuck yeah. Like where else can I go? Um, and so just, yeah, I just really want to say thank you so much for, for sharing all of that. Yeah. And that's the power of a podcast and the power of just starting to speak your truth, even if it doesn't necessarily make sense to you as you're sharing it. When you can have conversations like this with other women or other people for that matter, someone's going to resonate with your story. I mean, and it happens 
happens to be you and I right now in this moment. And, you know, I know somebody listening can relate to it at some level where they were probably told the same thing. Majority of people who like get into these communities usually had that check where it was like, she talks too much or she's too sassy. I got sassy a lot. And I was like, I don't even know what that word means. Now I know what it means, but you know, it, it was funny looking back, but yeah, we were told that, you know, you go to school, you get the job, and then that's what you do for the next 30, 40, 50 years. And so now we're the weird ones who are shifting and pivoting and changing. And it's, it's still not fully accepted. And I think people still look at me, even though they're kind of sort of clapping, uh, and, uh, and wondering, you know, they're wondering. And I joke because I always say everybody wants to cut their hair short or dye it red just like I feel like everybody wants to try something new or change or do something, but they're too scared, right? Of the commitment. Well, you can dye your hair back to brown. You can let your hair grow back out. And that's what people would always say to me. Like, you know, whenever I I would to my safe space, you know, you can go back to doing hair if this doesn't work out. And I said, if I go into a new venture with that mindset, it won't ever work out because I know that there's a safe hiding space for me waiting to go crawl back into. And it's actually the worst advice that I continued to listen to that kept me moving at a snail's pace because I did keep going back. And I I call it toe dipping, you know, where that, that permission to offend like Rachel Luna, she has a book. If you don't know who she is, guys, check that book out. It just came out a few months ago. I felt like I was offending clients. I felt like I was offending my bank account. I was offending like my lifestyle because I couldn't, I hadn't transitioned fully into the financial space that I once was in with my new venture, but like things had to kind of fall off where I couldn't always think like, oh, I can just go back to that. Oh, oh, that, that, that's like, you're going to go date somebody new. And then if you know, if your husband, you're no, like put that in an analogy that like sticks for you because when we constantly have an out, we'll take it. The human brain wants the path of least resistance. So the second you hit a resistance bump in your new venture or your new whatever, you're going to go, oh, see, yep, this is too hard. Go back to what you know. I literally just did a podcast episode on the other day because I still deal with that voice. She still comes through really loud sometimes. And that's why I stay in mentorship. I stay in community with other people so I can talk about it. I can process it and I can keep moving forward, even though that voice still pops up sometimes. It's like the fear. The fear will show up still day in and day out. I don't think I'm ever going to be fearless, but I can be brave and scared and still do the things. And so, you know, it helps me to understand myself better that I just accept like that voice is going to come back, play small, be safe. Go back to what you know. You were really, really good at it. Like Lindsay likes to call it the cute quit. But I also know that I can be really good at this. I'm just a beginner and I'm still new. And I, where I was was 22 years in and where I'm at now is two or three years in. So I wonder where I'll be in 22 years if I don't quit. You know, that gets me excited. That inspires me. That motivates me. And I want to be really proud of myself for putting as much effort into the new thing as I did into the old thing. I, I love that so much. And, you know, it's, I I think people don't realize how powerful, like our subconscious minds, our neural wiring is like 
our brain, its job is not for us to be like happy and at peace and at joy. Our brain's job is to constantly be searching for danger, to be looking for things, to make us feel afraid so that we don't like, you know, die by accident someday. So of course, our mind is going to tell us like, go back to the thing where you're safe. That works. Like, why would you try something new? Something bad might happen. Like go back to that old thing. And you know, it's not just in careers. I see it a lot in the health and wellness space with, I'll just start that on Monday. I'll just go back to that old workout thing that kind of worked, even though I got frustrated and that's why I stopped doing it. But I know that. So I'll go back, you know, I'll just, I'll just cut out all the carbs again. And it just gets us on these terrible cycles where we're never really, really happy. I, I read a book recently. I think it's, I'm blanking on the name. I think it's called like burn the boats or something like that. But it's, it's really about this concept. Like, no, you can't always have a plan B when you're stepping into these new ventures, what you can have is a supportive network of people who get it and are going to celebrate the little wins are going to be there for you when it feels hard. But like, I always found that one of the most frustrating things when I kind of started heading off in this new direction with, you know, health consulting, you know, people would be like, well, you could just go back to doing chiropractic. Like you could just go get a job for someone else. Like you could make okay money doing that. And I would get like, so mad and I would be like how can you even say that's an option like you must not have any any faith in me so I guess I'm just gonna have to have faith in myself and find new people to surround myself with who who get it and even when it's hard will pick me back up and smack me on the butt and be like go get it it's a new day so you know power of of communities and I think bringing this back around to the conversation with podcasting I feel like that's been a really fun community um, that we have fallen into because podcasters just like get what it's like having these conversations. So it's it's such a supportive network of people who who give advice and they tell you how to do things. So, you know, whatever your interests are, like having that community aspect around you, having mentorship, having people who get it is is really essential to to continuing to take the action steps towards doing these things you want to do. Yeah. And, you know, I never want to sound like I'm trying to strong arm anyone into starting a podcast, but the piece about, you know, your voice. I mean, I just challenge anybody listening to this right now, where have you not spoken up recently and you've thought about it a couple of times or maybe a lot of times, or maybe it's on loop where you're like, I should have said that, or I shouldn't have said that because X, Y, Z, you know, that permission to offend or permission to disappoint applies on so many levels in our life. And it's every time that you don't stand for yourself and you don't stand up for yourself and you don't speak up for yourself, all of those little nicks create all of these ridges in our, in our body. Right. And so then there's all these rough spots where we feel uneasy and it could come out in like a scratchy throat or a neck pain or cancer in your body or thinning of your hair or depression or anxiety or all of these different things, because you're not dealing with the root cause of what it really is. You're not able to express yourself on some level with somebody in some arena somehow. That's truly what I believe. Am I a doctor? Am I no, I'm none of the things, but I am a human who has experienced a lot of moments where I didn't allow myself to be seen. I didn't allow myself to be fully expressed and it never served me. And I recently had an incident that was, uh, I'm mean, I just pretty traumatic. Um, with it was just a conversation, so like nothing happened to me, but something had happened prior, and I had an opportunity to have a conversation with the person about what had happened, 
and this person was coming to apologize. And while I think that's noble and great, that person still did something really effed up, like next level effed up. And I thought the right thing to do, society would tell me to forgive them and let it be and accept the apology and be grateful and happy that someone's owning their shit. But on the other side of it, it gave me an opportunity to say how it really impacted me and what it really meant to me, what they did. So much so that I realized in that moment that they just needed to say sorry for themselves. And that sorry meant nothing to me, except for the fact that we all now understand each other. But I walked away from that situation a little disappointed in myself and frustrated. I was like, oh, well, I didn't end that very well. You didn't, you, you, you weren't the proper, you know, you didn't receive that. Like I, I, I beat myself up for like two days straight about how upset I was that I couldn't fix the situation because I pr- have always prided myself in fixing things and being able to like be the first one to apologize or to like sweep some things under the rug and, you know, just like, oh, it's not a big deal. And it was in that moment that I was like, holy shit, you know, like, you just stood up for yourself in such a big, bold way. Don't fucking apologize for how you feel. How you feel is your feelings. And that person isn't entitled to their feelings as well. And, you know, it was such a pivotal moment. And I actually just a couple of days later had that breath work or that breakthrough day, which was just yesterday. So this was all in the last week this happened. And it's it's crazy how there's a, sometimes a succession of events that will really show you, like, are you ready to make some changes in your life? Or are you going to keep repeating patterns and behaviors that are going to create the same bullshit in your life that is going to just leak onto everything else. And so, you know, we're the only people who can start to like fill in those nicks and cracks. It's like you just said, did you start to believe in yourself a little bit more than everybody else? Sometimes you have to, because honestly, that's the only person that matters at the end of the day. And so, you know, I just, I think it's so important to be able to be fully expressed. I think if we all could, we'd end up with the right partner. (laughs) We'd end up in the right space of our career. We'd end up, you know, in such a better place in our life. If we could actually say how we feel. Ooh, mic drop. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for sharing that story with us. And actually I was going to ask a question that I oops, that I think is still I, I'm still going to ask it, but this was a beautiful your your story of this person saying sorry and you not accepting it is a really beautiful segue. In that, what or do you have some maybe tips from your own experience or helping others find their voice with women who have gone through traumas or do have deep seated fears? about speaking their voice and perhaps they're safe right now in their current situation, but because of what's happened either in the distant past or or last week, they can't feel safe or confident enough to speak that. Are there some like exercises or tips that you give your clients? Or, I mean, I know you've talked about breath work a lot. I'm sure that's part of you know, your process to express yourself even more. But um, yeah, I'm just thinking for those who are listening who are like, there's no way I'm at going to do a podcast at this moment, maybe, but, you know, just a, a baby step or, or two to help those. Oh yeah. It is wild that you just asked me that question with so much 
specifics in it because I have a new client who shared almost that exact story of something happening, her not being able to talk about it, her not being able to feel confident. And and then by the end of our call, kind of sharing the piece she saw in me was the confidence. And she's like, I just want to feel confident enough to own this story, to share it one day. And we had connected way back when about her starting a podcast, but given her current situation, she didn't feel she could be fully expressed at the time. And then we started working one-to-one together and this came out. And I thought to myself, well, this makes sense now why you don't feel confident enough to be able to share it because you're not allowed to. And I mean, you just asked me it so specifically. It was almost like you knew that we had had that conversation. So I know there are so many people who are in similar situations that feel like that, whether it's a, it's a choice we've made where we told ourselves we can't share it or talk about it or whatever yet. Um, but yes, I, I do. I think, you know, no podcasting is not where you should start to process your, your unhealed trauma, uh, at all. Um, that is a sac- sacred space that you need to find time for yourself. And for me, it was journaling and I go on what I call clarity walks where I don't take my phone. I don't take anything with me. So I can't be distracted. I don't listen to music, nothing. And I go on these walks and they're very uncomfortable because often if you haven't dealt with certain things in your life, you can't sit with yourself very well for very long. You're somebody who probably distracts yourself very easily or you listen to music or you scroll on social or you're constantly just consuming or trying to drown out what's really coming up. So these walks were really important to me because I realized that's what I was doing around a lot of stuff. And so, you know, about five, 10 minutes into the walk, I start singing some dumb song or something comes through and then, and then Once your breath starts connecting to your body, once things start moving and you feel that you're safe, um, then the downloads happen. And when I used to push myself, when I was a competitive bodybuilder, bodybuilder, often when I was pushing myself the hardest, I would have these massive like releases where I would just start crying. And like my coach would be like, did you get hurt? And I'm like, no, like all the emotion would finally be released. And I've learned through breath work that you don't have to, you know, like run 10 miles to experience that. You can put yourself in that state through breath work, through meditation, uh, often always journaling, right? Or seeking out books that talk about how you're feeling because you don't have the words to put them together yet, right? So when you see other stories that where you can find yourself and it helps you feel less alone to be able to start to process that. Um, again, don't have any formal training on any of that. That's just what's worked for me. And then also the, the, the next step after you start to do some of those private things is to seek mentorship of somebody who does have the ability to help you with that. Because like my, my spiritual teacher was able to do for me the last three months and in yesterday's session, I fought that shit all day. Well, for probably about six hours of the day, the questions she was asking me, I could feel like the resistance in my body and almost like the rage and anger of having to answer these questions and having to bring up these feelings and these emotions. I was like, fuck this, you know, it, so the work is hard, but you owe it to yourself to figure out how to process it and move through it because you deserve to feel peaceful in your body. You deserve to feel happy. You deserve to feel connected. You deserve to feel, you know, all the things. Mm, Such good suggestions. And it's that 
what was coming to me when you were explaining that is like, it's like that intentionally getting uncomfortable to help you move through some of those things. And I, I did giggle when you talked about having a breakdown in the gym because I, you know, personal trainer who I used to work with in my bodybuilding gym here in Arizona, I was like, are you really a gym member? If you haven't like lost it under the barbell at some point in time, like something comes out. Um, so relatable on that one, but yeah, I think, I think sometimes people think that that process is very linear and things are going to just get easier with every step. And it's not like that at all. And you will, you will come up against those walls time and time again, similar to your experience. I'm a couple of years ago, I did something called a soul retreat, which was like way out of my comfort zone. Like I, I still don't know how this woman like knew and guided me through the things she did. You know, I have a recording of it on my desktop and I still haven't even been able to watch it because it was so uncomfortable, but I, I, I feel like at some point I have to just to like see what happened, but I was definitely fighting her the whole time too. But you know, that's also why we've had a lot of guests on here and something I'm passionate about is also, okay, how do we use our body similar to your clarity walks to help move some of this through? You know, I, I, Nicole and I are aligned to that. We don't love the word biohacking, but love the fields. And it's, again, it's that intentionality of getting uncomfortable, using your body, moving some of these emotions and feelings and things through us so that they're not just like sitting and festering. And, you know, we give them power when things are stuck and we move them through when we voice our, what we want, we voice our feelings, we start releasing those things and we take our power back. So I think that's just a really really powerful recommendations for people who feel like they're struggling to, to kind of be heard, to talk about things is that power of, of using the body to kind of get to the point where they can, they can then take the action to do so. Yeah. I mean, they're simple, they're free and you can do them in your own private time. Uh, what I will say about any and all of them is if you're not accustomed to writing, if you're not accustomed to working out, if you're not accustomed to breath work, you're going to hit resistance. You're not going to want to do it. You're probably not going to like it. So challenge yourself to do it for 30, 60, 90 days, preferably 90, because most people hit like a resistance wall around 30, 40, 50 days. And my, my buddy, if you need somebody to follow for meditation and you, you don't want to take it too seriously in the beginning, um, my friend has a yo, his name is Yogi Brian on Instagram and he swears a lot and he keeps meditation very simple and funny. And, you know, he is one of my favorite people because there are no wrong ways to do this work. And I think that's what we get stuck on is thinking we have to do it a certain way. Uh, I have to journal for 10 minutes. Why can't you just journal for two? Or I have to work out for three hours. Why can't you just go for a 10 minute walk? So stop putting rules on how you're going to take care of yourself and just start doing things that feel good for you and challenge yourself to con- consist consistently do them so that you can see the results, right? I always say one salad won't make you skinny and one cheeseburger won't make you fat. Taking vitamins one day won't do anything. Missing one day of vitamins won't either. So, you know, you have to be consistent in any and everything that you do. We all know that. Um, but that for sure is like the the piece that that is a boundary that I keep with myself. And I know we wanted to touch on boundaries for just like a little bit. Boundaries for me have built so much self-trust and confidence within myself. You know, nobody really else cares that I show up and go to the gym, but I know I do. I'm proud of myself for doing what I do. I'm proud of myself for sticking to my word. And I'm proud of myself for so many things. And I was never one who could say that very easily. Um, and, and now I say it with pride and I talk about those things on my podcast in hopes of 
reminding other people to find things that they feel prideful about. I have something called fuck yeah Fridays. And I send out a text message every Friday to my text community. If you'd like to be part of the Friday text message, um, maybe I'll give you guys the phone number if you want it. And it's just, I send you a simple reminder to celebrate your win for the week. What is something big or small that you can celebrate or we can celebrate with you? Cause it's those things we get so bogged down on the bullshit that we forget everything good that's going on. So I think they're both equally important, but those modalities, like the walks, the journaling, the the meditation, the breath work, you can all, you can start small. Everything's on YouTube. There's no reason to not find the, find the stuff that you need. We will definitely share your text number um, because who doesn't want to fuck yeah Friday text. That's so right. I, um, so speaking about that, we would love to let our listeners know how they can connect with you further, um, either your socials or if you have any particular programs. Obviously, if they're thinking about starting a podcast, you're you're the person for them to go go connect with. Yeah. So if you are interested, it might be easier. You can just go to Instagram and follow me there and chat with me in the DMs. Uh, if you do want to be a part of the Friday text community, just text me the word Friday to 619-332-3045. And if you do or are interested in starting a podcast, you can also just text the word podcast to that same number. So I'll know that's what you're interested in. And we can either hop on a call and discuss if maybe starting a podcast is right for you or um, you know, you can just get some help. We do have a full service media, um, agency where we can take care of all of the editing. So all of the normal excuses, why we don't start the tech, the overwhelm, the, I don't knows, uh, we solve all those problems for you. I just created something I wish I had had when I started so that people can just start to get their voice connecting to their brand, which then helps, you know, it's a marketing platform, right? It's a marketing platform to either grow a community an audience, a business, make it be a fun hobby to be able to grow your network, right? The proximity you get to talking to people. It's just, it's unmatched. And selfishly, it's why I have a podcast. Yes, I want to create an impact, but also I want to talk to really cool people and have rad conversations. So there you hear it. You hear it first and you can be just as selfish too if you want. Uh, but yeah, Instagram is like my favorite place to hang out. We will make sure to link all of that in the show notes, as well as link your podcast, which is a great listen. One of my faves for sure. Um, this has been such a fun conversation. I just, you have seriously the best energy. I can like feel it coming through the screen. Um, but I do want to ask you one question that we ask all of our guests, which is if you could send a piece of advice to a younger version of you, what would it be? Talking to the girl who just did like six hours of inner child work yesterday. Um, You're like, I got a whole list. Hang like on. It's very raw right now. Um I'm going back to my teenage years where I started to really do things to fit in. I think that's when that first started to happen was teenage where, you know, I was like, oh, everyone's smoking cigarettes. Okay. You should do that. Everyone's drinking. You should do that. Everyone's having sex. Now you should do that. I would tell her that by not fitting in, you actually stand out in a good way and to listen to your intuitive voice because she's, she's there. She's been there the whole time you just didn't want to listen to her or you, you didn't trust her. Um, and I, I really wish now, like I could go back and redo that with what I know, but it all makes you who you are. Right. So yeah, just to trust your intuition. Such a, such a good one. I think that's the the message for today. Um, thank you so much for that. Again, this has been such a great conversation and we just really appreciate you spending an hour of your day with us. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
This podcast is for general information and educational purposes only. It should not be considered medical advice and or treatment. Although we are both doctors, we are not medical doctors or your medical doctor. What has been discussed should not take the place of your personal medical professional's advice, treatment, diagnosis, or care. If you love this podcast as much as we do, please take the time to subscribe, share, rate, and review. And we'd love if you would follow us over on Instagram. Our handles are at dr.lauradecessoris and at Dr. Nicole Marcioni, or you can just click on the links in our show notes.